What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
All right, all right, guys, let's get started. Oh, my gosh, welcome, welcome. That was a very, very beautiful song. Hopefully it set the tone and put you in the mood. Welcome, welcome to a big exclusive. We have got Miss Bunny DeBarge on the line. We will, in just a second, bring her in. I just wanted to thank everybody who is on the line and those of you who are in the chat room. We appreciate you guys so much. 929-477-1167 is the number. 929-477-1167. I am Valerie Denise Jones. I'm having a great day. It's a beautiful, beautiful day here in Charlotte, North Carolina. All right, so let's get ready because uh, we're already a few minutes behind schedule. Um, I want to, not that you don't know this, I just want to read a few excerpts from Miss DeBarge's resume. And guys, you know, Wiki is always kind of iffy. <laughs> so we will definitely ask her, you know, as much as she can possibly stand us asking her about um, a few things. I want to play a few clips, talk to her, play some more uh, songs because we got a song from Tupac and Blackstreet. We're going to play those towards the end of the show. And yes, 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 we're going to open up the line to give you guys a chance to love on her as well. Now, Bunny DeBarge, born March 15th, 1955, is an American singer, songwriter that's known as the lone female sibling of the Motown family group DeBarge. She's also best known as the lead vocalist behind the classic R&B ballad a Dream from the group's In a Special Way album and also the co-writer of the group's 1982 break it, breakthrough hit, I Like It, and the number one hit, Time Will Reveal. Now, I'm looking for something on my board because I wanted to do something because I just realized this would be a beautiful time to do that. Uh, so, Miss DeBars, this is for you. Hopefully you like it. I'll see you on the other side. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. That's right. Oh. Happy birthday. I know we're late. you before we get started because as I explained to you I'm going to play a few clips 
And I'm going to get your response because today's goal is to celebrate, inspire, and educate, you know, people, especially our young listeners. So what do you want us starting off to know about you before I play well, the first one? Well, I'm a child of God, mm-hmm. and I'm very serious about that. Um, I came into this world of actually um, abused. And I went through life um, being abused. And so today I have turned that all around, and that's because God is in my life. So I want that to be known, first of all, that he followed me until I could follow him. Mm, Praise God. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, so for the sake of time, I'm going to jump right into the interview. And I'm going to play a few clips. Um, They're short clips. Each one of them is under two minutes. But I do want to get your um, reaction to each one of them because they touch on some subjects that we spoke about on the other side. Um, And I won't, um, yeah, create a spoiler at this point. I'll just play it. And when we come back, we'll talk. But here you go. Here's the first clip. It's about a minute long. This is DeBarge. People loved us, and we loved that feeling. This was Barry's favorite artist in Motown. Me and my mama screaming through the vents, and I can't do nothing. My mother was telling, Bob, don't you hit him. Hit me. Hit me. Everybody heard it, and we knew it was a hit. Wow, now we're in movies. L was becoming the star. He was like Michael Jackson. L wanted out. He wanted to go solo. They gave him pills to make the pain go away. L's debarges, personal challenges, curtailed what could have been a great career. There's James and Janet. They were married. I'm like, what? I was getting high, and she still stayed with me. I don't think they knew how to let that life go. Bobby had a drug problem. He was using heroin. At Motown, we were supposed to be the clean label. I really thought he wouldn't get any time. In Bobby's spirit, he was not going to die until he saw his daddy. I think my family is still in denial. They've got demons, and they're bigger than they can overcome. All right, guys, we're back, and you're tuned into a big exclusive. I apologize. Uh, yeah, I normally just come in like that. Um, yeah, because I see a lot of people on the board, and they join this late. But, yeah, I want to um, to talk about that clip because uh, I broke it down into a few um, different pieces. And I want to talk about the fact that the world loved you. What was that feeling like, being loved by so many people all around the world? Oh, wow. It was it was a beautiful feeling because coming from children um, and in an interracial um, marriage, um, we didn't get much love. We were teased, and, you know, our father was white and our mom was black, and we were moving all the time, and every time we moved, we had to make new friends, and, and we were the whispers of the neighborhood. So all we had was our music, and um, so, you know, when we got accepted by the world, it was like, wow, they love us. You know, all we had was each other when we were children, but then when we um, got with Motown and we did our first um, tour, everybody was screaming, and we were like, wow, we're loved, we're loved. So we kind of like pushed each other away and, and welcomed them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very dysfunctional. 
Yeah, and I, I just, um, we have a lot of people, um, because most of my consulting and my platform consists of people who are either in the music industry or who are trying to get into it um, or are people who have an appreciation for it. So I know that a lot of people are going to appreciate today's interview. And what would you say to a lot of these um, young people especially who are vying to get into the entertainment industry and who think just be drunk off of the fame and, and all the frills and fancies that come with it, uh, that's it. They don't really pay tribute to the, you know, they don't really, um, they're not conscious of all the hard work and all the sacrifice that's made. Do you have a message for them before we get into the second audio clip? Yeah. Um, basically, it's like saying things are too good and it doesn't really show you the ending. And coming from church, you know, when we were young, it's much different today than it was back in our day. But um, they used to call it devil music back then. And we were coming from church, and it was like, oh, no, you don't want to sing devil music, you know. So we we stayed in church, and we were doing gospel at first. But then when we stepped out of that and we started doing secular music, actually we didn't change our music, we changed our lyrics. And um, we were singing love songs, you know. Today it's like real crazy. You know, they talk about killing your mama and your daddy and and, and suing your mama and your sister and all that stuff. But <laughs> that's devil music. But it's not. Fame does not make you happy, and money doesn't make you happy. And I know a lot of people as well as me that are out there in that are really selling their souls um, to be famous and. Um, I uh, walk that life, and I I would not suggest that you go that way. Keep God first, and God is the key to success. And if you have a foundation of that, you uh, won't get involved in things where you're selling yourself um, to be famous. Mhm. Mhm. Uh, uh, I know a lot of unhappy people, you know, that are out there now and just doing anything, you know, to be famous. And that's not what it's about. It's about reaching people. Music is about reaching people. And um, there's no feeling like that, you know, when you're reaching people, Um, seeing, touching them, you know, with your lyrics and with your music. So I don't know. I try to think of the music that's out today. And uh, you know how... Uh, when you get older, you'll say, oh, I remember that song and what I was doing on that song, and it used to make you clean the house up, and you, I can't see that happening. <laughs> 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 that thing happens, yeah. But that causes all, and it comes to multitude of sins, and I think when you sing about love, um, that's, um, you know, that's, that's it. You know, people are drawn to that. Not about sex, about love, about real, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I think that the children that are out there that want to go into the industry, you need to really have a foundation of knowing, having a relationship with God, with the Father. And um, that will help direct you. And then when you see things that aren't appropriate, you can say, no, it's not worth that. Mm-hmm. It's not worth yeah. it. Definitely. Wow. Yeah. I appreciate um, 
your honesty. I definitely do. <laughs> um, yeah. And I hope someone gets, you know, gets the point, at least the gist of it, because like I said, right now people will do anything for likes yeah. and comments, you know, yeah. so it's very, very important that we talk about getting to know thyself and, more importantly, Why? to love thyself and just, just have, yeah, an understanding of, you know, what you want for you and where you're trying to go and then who you need to involve because, yeah, you, you really, really need to know who's in your, your personal circle and make sure they're just as strong as you. Um, yeah, beautiful answer. Thank you. So I'm going to play this second clip because this is going to touch home a subject that I had to deal with early on in my career um, known as colorism. So they touched on this in one of the audios that I uh, studied earlier this week, and I want to play this for you and then get your take on it. Here we go. Okay. of their first music video, Rhythm of the Night, Motown declared 1985 as the year of DeBarge, and with good reason. With their fourth top ten hit on the charts, DeBarge was shaping up as Motown's hottest act since the Jackson 5, and primed for the same kind of crossover success. Motown had big expectations as far as a possible television series, movies, they had big plans for the DeBarge's very big plans. DeBarge, Bunny, Mark, Randy, James, and Elle were a good-looking, talented family who begged a comparison with the Jacksons. They certainly had talent. They wrote their own material. This was one of Barry's very favorite artists at Motown. Motown had that machine which they put it behind us. They put it behind them and they knew what to do. And although no one talked about it publicly, DeBarge had one clear advantage. The look, light bright and damn near white. You got this young group of light-skinned kids who are African-American but look white. It would be much easier to sell that to America. Crossing over to the pop side wasn't regular practice at that time, so I think for white people, Okay, they look like they wanted black people to look. But the brighter the spotlight on DeBarge, the more trouble they had coping with his demands. Indeed, Rhythm of the Night turned out to be DeBarge's first music video and their last. All right, that's it. So I heard you chuckle just a little bit back there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and almost white. <laughs> yeah, light bright and almost white. I, heard that. I think a lot of people thought we were Puerto Rican or Mexican. They didn't know just what we were. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that that was a loaded, uh, very loaded uh, audio clip, and I definitely want to break that down. Um, starting with, what's your relationship now with with Motown? Because I want to ask you about. You just mentioned Hispanic, Latino, um, and I want to ask you about the so, um, After the group disbanded, um, I don't think we have any <laughs> type of relationship. They, um, they owned our artists, you know, and our publishing, but um, when we deal with them with royalties as far as that goes, but I haven't really 
been in touch with them, like the managers we had been or anything like that. Um, it, it's the Rhythm of the Night album was done for the uh, Last Dragon movie, and it was kind of like when the group was starting to disband. If you actually look at the album cover, um, you see this very big picture of L and these little four pictures on the side. And um, we didn't know what was going on. We um, uh, would look on TV, and there was L. And we're like, wait a minute, why, where are we? <laughs> you know, Motown actually, and I don't want to say Motown, um, along, let's say the name Motown, let's say the industry broke up a group, and that's something that not just a group of families, okay? Um, and uh, that's kind of sad. You know, um, I have eight brothers, and they're uh, everybody. I guess I can say this: uh, they're very good looking, and um, they're all talented. Each one of them are talented and big in their talent in each way, and it brought a lot of jealousy uh, among the brethren. And um, I was like the meteor because I guess I was the <laughs> only girl, and um, being the oldest. I was able to keep it life together. I mean, we started out as, as this loving family, and I guess we ended up as, as this family that's extreme. The industry and life has done that. And um, it has been really the love of God that has really kept us, you know, um, to this time. That's the name of the book, The Capulins. Um, that's why I named it that. But um, they broke up a family, and... Um, it's, it's sad to me because to this day, everyone wants to talk about a reunion and all that, and it's like we just can't seem to get that together, is to come back as a family to do those things, you know, because of all the hurt and pain that's going on from being in the industry and from people saying this about that and get that one and um, breaking it up. So uh, then there was drug problems you know, that went on um, from uh, us being, you know, abused as children and, and actually coming from the church and seeing that we were sinners. Now, seeing out in the world, we were in keeping a uh, relationship with God, and um, so we uh, had to take some of taking drugs, you know, to actually help us to stay up or to go to sleep or, to, you know, um, mm-hmm. that all that stuff comes with the industry. Okay, um, so um, like I said, to this day, we have yet to turn around and really um, come back together as a family. And uh, even the second generation is, is waiting, um, is very talented, and waiting for us to really like, pass the torch. Mm-hmm. So um, it's something that I am praying for. Mm-hmm. Um, Today, I've gotten myself together where I want to be a mirror to my brothers and a mirror even to the world. Um, to just be honest, like you said, Valerie, you know, in saying the things that have happened in my life and how I got through. Yeah, I, if I could uh, go back, I, would, um, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't get in the industry, and I, I really don't want my, my children, excuse me, because of... Um, much worse today. 
right. Yeah. It was very disheartening um, to hear when uh, hear your answer when I asked you about doing a part two with one of your brothers, and you said, you know, um, yeah, let me dispel the myth. We don't have a relationship. And I totally understand that because I don't really have a thought. I mean, I love my brothers and my brothers, you know? they love me, you know. Right. Um, that, that's what it's, it's just so much pain and so much right. hurt there. And that's why I, I want the movie. I mean, people have taken advantage, and mm-hmm. people have come and said they're going to do this and do that and had the wrong, um, had arterial motives and, and all that. And it's just, it's just caused so much pain within my family that, mm-hmm. you know, and hurting people hurt people. So you hurt one another, like with mm-hmm. or whatever. And so, but I don't believe that God has gifted a whole family. Um, ten children, each one of us sing, each one of us are big ass, and each one of us write for one person to be the only one out there. So um, I know that Satan, when there's a big call on your life, okay, Satan wants to come and he wants to steal, kill, and destroy that. And um, I believe that God has kept our music out there to this day because I don't think we're just great, great singers or anything like that. But the music was anointing. We left the church and the anointing was with us and the love stayed with us. Like I said, the music never changed. We just changed it to a girlfriend or a boyfriend, but the love was still there. And those songs still are played today, and people love them today. So I believe God has kept those songs out there today for us, the bar, to come back together and um, walk the life that we wouldn't like destiny. That's what I want to say, but it wasn't our destiny. It was nothing like singing and touching people's souls, you know, and, and turning people around and making people cry, you know, and looking to themselves and want to know our God. And I think that, um, I know I'm big in my God. I, I believe in it. And I believe that this is a day in time for that to happen. So I want the real story to come out. <laughs> right. that, that's what, you know, I think that there's redemption and it's not just all about mess. There's sometime in your life the mess has to become a message, you know, um, and you give out to others and tell them how you got through. Mm-hmm. And um, everybody has a closet. Everybody has their Things that happen to someone in their family uh, who's been on drugs or someone in their family who's gay or someone, you know, whatever, is going through something. So um, I think in being real and telling truth and telling people how you get through things, um, we help one another. Right, definitely. And I also, um, it doesn't shock me that Motown would... um, like they they did it with the Jackson Five and they compared you guys to right. the Jackson Five, you know where and there's a lot of pain in that yeah, family. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's just a lot of um, demonic spirits just attached to that. Well, whole people thing think people think that 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 celebrities um are gods and they mm-hmm. kind of like make them as gods. Like when you look at the R. Kelly thing, you know this man thought he was God. Mm-hmm. I mean they they have this way of just. Um, worshiping them, and mm-hmm. and you know when people lift you up like that, you know, um, you begin to think, you know, uh, that you're really God, and that's 
okay. You know, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So, so how, how I've did seen you, it, I've walked it. <laughs> how did you feel when you saw that, um, I, I, did you get a chance, I guess I shouldn't assume, did you get a chance to watch the Grammy um, this was a few weeks back? No, I didn't. No. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how did you feel seeing um, Jennifer Lopez, again, who is uh, not African-American? And is a proud Hispanic, um, a Latina, um, and she was like the face of Motown. And I, I was going to ask you, you know, what your opinion. I love Jennifer Lopez as a person. I just didn't like her in that, and I don't blame her because it's just another gig for her. But it meant a lot to me as it relates to our heritage, you know. To see well, I think you know person. you can kind of like see on different people's faces that they're not really happy. Yeah. Um, you know that they're doing things that that they don't really want to do. You know, um, just to get that money or to, right. you know, they put you in that fame and and you're used to that and um, then they pull the, the strings. You know, it's like I can take you biblically really to how how Lucifer was the angel of music and whatever and all that, but <laughs> um. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's real. It really is real right. in Hollywood. And yeah. um, today it's really big. It's really big. So, um, so since we're already talking about Hispanics versus black, um, a lot of times it is the skin tone, you know, that people, that's, that's appealing as it relates to media representation. Um, and I talked to you about my experiences um, with colorism, you know, prior to, and just for people, for those who are listening and don't really understand colorism, there's a lot of colorism in the black community, but I just want to give a brief description of it. Uh, my description, the practice of discrimination when those with lighter skin are treated more favorably than those with darker skin. And to really truly understand it, we have to really understand the roots of the issues. So I want to go back to revisit what was said in the um, the audio clip. Do you think that... Um, you guys would have fared better because you were fair skin, or, or what, what's your? Well, I don't think that we thought that until we heard it. <laughs> <That's> it. <laughs> I mean, um, um, because as children, like I said, we felt out of place. Um, okay. Even though it is, you know, prevalent today, uh, black and white, Mary or whatever, it wasn't in our day, and um, we didn't see other children like us. So we were often beat up about it, and, and it would often come up and hurt our feelings. So, no, I don't think that we really realized it until actually I heard that said on Motown, where they were white, you know, uh, light-skinned and almost white, and that's why it didn't, you know, to actually say it. No, I believe that that um, we were talented and that um, – Maybe that had icing, that was the icing on the cake with it, you know, that they had um, ten of us, and not ten of us, five of us, and then my brother Bobby and Tommy were in switch. So they kind of like paved the way for us to get in. And, and I think we were the first group to actually um, produce our own stuff. Um, coming into Motown, then you would have to have inside producers and inside writers. But they, um, Barry Gordy really, really trusted Bobby, as well as he trusted our sound, that it was it was different, yeah. But um, 
he really trusted him. I thank thank him for that, you know, um, that he trusted us the sound and trusted us enough to do our own song. But um after Al left the group, I don't feel that he has been happy since, you know, and, and um it was nothing like, I mean, when we first came to Motown, it was like everybody had to have a song. We were diligently on getting that song done, um, making sure if it needed lyrics, if it needed a section or anything. We, we we just worked together. And it took the, the togetherness out, and it put someone over, uh, one of them over everybody, and it just made a big mess. I mean, I can remember after it all happened, the, the the hurt inside, um, and like I said, it just wasn't a group, it was a family, and when we would go and see Al, trying to support him, um, we couldn't get backstage sometimes, um, we didn't get good seats sometimes, and, and these are things that that we went through, and, and, and I don't think that the public understands all of that, you know, um, but Wait, just to make it clear, what, what what was happening during the time when Elle was growing in popularity and they wanted to, to separate the two of you? Because I guess we're, we're getting into my Well, I don't question. think that Elle was growing in popularity. We all were growing in popularity. And, and, and today, Elle is still um, out there singing Devon songs. He's not really singing um, his songs. And um, they're songs that we all did together. And that's hurtful because he's the only one that's getting the recognition. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, but you said you, you said that they there were times when um, he had a performance, and then you guys. Oh yeah, well, that that was when Motown actually Motown did this. Okay, okay. Um, they yeah they um, you know wasn't that they pushed it for him to be the one you know. Um, <clears throat> that album, uh, Rhythm of the Night album, with the four little pictures on the side, and L, <clears throat> they started there, and then the next thing we know, L was um, would be on Solid Gold or whatever. We'd be turn the TV on, and there he was. So it wasn't like they warned us or told us anything, um, and it brought such conflict in the family. And L didn't know how to deal with it, you know. Um, I think what they told L was, look, you're going to save the rest of the guys, um, keep the name out there or whatever. But the thing was... Um what if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When the group woke up and I had gotten, you know, gotten that, okay, the group just broke up or whatever, Motown hired me um, and I did a solo album. But they only did it 
because they knew that um, someone else would take take me, another company would take me. And um, they felt like it was a conflict of interest, and they were the ones to deal with me. So, you know, and I had um, a demo out, and I was shopping my demo, but they didn't Mm -hmm. push the record at all. So um, in saying that, like I said, getting right back to it, it's um, this family today that has not gotten over that, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. has not gotten over that. So um, I have seen people in California that come out there to, and talented people, okay, um, they come out there to be, you know, want to be, want to be a, a star or whatever, and it doesn't happen, they kill themselves, or they're homeless, or they're, you know. So it, it's really up and down industry also, you know. Um, and uh, like I said, it, it's, it's much different today. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was described a little um, different. I'm glad you cleared that up because when I, I told, I said at the beginning about weeking, you know, it's a little fragile. No, if other the barges, um, yeah. it would have been them, okay? Um, because I believe that everyone in my family is very talented mm-hmm. um, and can yeah. be a solo artist. But they, they pushed Al because Al was the one that we really had. Um, for bottom line, he's the keyboard player. Um, the keyboard player, and I, I don't know, a lot of people don't know El Play as well as he does, but El can play with Joe Stemple if he was alive, and he has. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. you know, so that's why she was uh, called that. But the very first album, we all was together, and um, we got outside management, and because we got outside management, they didn't push that album, so that's why we had t- taken some of the songs from that album and yeah. put it on the later albums, like Queen of My Heart, Share My World. Gotcha. And yeah, I'm feel like working together, you know. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and the album would take those songs and, you know, <clears throat> take our songs and uh, produce them, and, wow, it just made the sound, it made the magic. And I don't think the L has gotten to the magic um, that the barge did as a whole. And again, I'm I'm really happy that you cleared that up because um, I was about to ask you about your solo career because uh, within the wiki description, it said that you were pressured to go solo after numerous arguments with your brother, and then <laughs> followed your yeah your brother L um, in 1996, well, and you put out your debut album, and it yeah. was like you know it was because of of. And they never meant to push it. They never meant to push it. They just kept me back right. from going to the other company. I didn't know that then, but, um, you know. Right. Uh, I I started writing way before Elle even sung. Elle's like seven years younger than me. So yeah. the first five of us was like, I started writing with Bobby. Bobby was right next to me. And um, we uh, did songs together. So I started in Switch, and then Elle... When Al came out, um, uh, when we were in California, when the group got together and stuff, we weren't with Motown at first. We were gotcha. first record. Right. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. I had to get out of that contract. <laughs> yeah, again, I'm very happy that you um, you cleared that up uh, because I definitely wanted to ask you that. And thank you so much for addressing the colorism issue um, because I think that that's still a very, very big part of our discrimination within our community. Oh, um, yeah, it is. It definitely yeah. is. So, it definitely <laughs> is. 
I had a I mean, Spike Lee had a movie out on that, the light skins and the dark skin. Yeah. You know. Um, um, Bill Duke did one. Um, Nick, Bill Duke had a movie that he put out, and then also Beyonce. I, and uh, it even goes back to slavery. You know, where the light skin yeah. um, was was in the house. They was the house one, the house right. niggas, if you want to say it. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Because we had a conversation with Beyonce's dad, um, Matthew Knowles, and he had commented on an article that came out where he admitted that Beyonce fared better because she's light skinned too. That's why he didn't have a problem with them lightening her skin in a lot of the photos and a lot of the campaigns. So I'm going to play another clip, and then, yeah, we're going to talk about something that I really want to talk about this part. And that's well, I don't want to answer anywhere because I can't hear the clips that much. Huh? I'm trying to hear the clips. Oh, the clips. okay. I'll turn it up just a little bit uh, to see. Because this one takes a no, little bit. No, don't turn it up. I think, it, I think it's too loud or okay. whatever. But right. I'll, I'm, I'm, am, I, am I answering okay? Yes, ma'am, you are. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Because I'm going to spend about 10 more minutes with you, and then we're going to cut to a commercial break, and then we're going to open up okay. the lines and allow people to ask you a few questions before we wrap. All right, so here we go. Okay. In the 1960s, Detroit, Michigan was the home for the Motown sound. Heard just about everywhere across the country and around the world. Everywhere but the DeBarge home. We couldn't listen to um, secular music at the time. Um, it was against our religion. I had a mother that kept us in church. She churched us out. Every day we were practically in church. She taught us how to sing to the Lord. And you weren't allowed to listen to any secular music or you could go to hell. Adeline Mama DeBarge was born Adeline Abney, one of 12 children raised as devout Pentecostal Christians on the east side of Detroit. In 1953, at age 17, she married a white army soldier named Robert DeBarge. Two years later, she gave birth to the first of their ten children. 17 years old, what do I know? While I got into this marriage, I knew nothing. I knew not to be a wife, you know, or a mother, because I was just a kid. Interracial marriages were neither common nor widely accepted at the time and the DeBarge family literally paid the price. Daddy wasn't working. When he landed a truck driver job, he was fired from it because he was married to a black woman. And I remember him coming and picking our furniture up. He had just bought furniture, new furniture and everything, and they came and picked our furniture up because Daddy had lost his job. The marriage caused trouble at home as well. He was just a very mean man, very angry man. Yeah, I remember things, you know, Sleepless nights, and my mother cried. But she was a praying mother, and I admire that in her. It was my anchor, a place of healing for me, because when I went there, I found strength to go back home and deal with it. The solace Edeline sought in the church, her children found in music. We were so tight knit, and we were going through so much. We would be at home sometimes. I remember this. Bunny and then went back here because Bunny started it. We would harmonize around the house. 
We sing when we were sad. We sing when we were happy. Um, we wrote little songs together. Um, Hallelujah, Jesus, buckle my shoe. Um, Mama, Mama, Daddy, Daddy. We started writing very young. They were little silly songs, but we had our own little melodies. That's so cute. Hallelujah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that was our very first song. I want to ask you two questions for that because it relates to the church. Do you think the church environment is the same as it was back then? I know it's not. Oh, no. It's a business today. I mean, we would stay in church all day, come back. Eat dinner, come back and be there at night. We have testimony services and every day. We didn't mind because that church, I loved our church when we were young, when my uncle's yeah. church. Yeah. yeah, we loved church, going to church, and that's where we even developed our music because my uncle was a pastor. I mean, um, yeah, my uncle was a pastor, and then mm-hmm. my other uncle was the um, minister of music. So that's where we learned all our harmony parts and, you know, that our Oh, I mean, I I talk about in my book how um, my uncle taught me a song, and it was um, uh, somebody bigger than you and I. And mm-hmm. one day, I mean, I, I just learned it, you know, the melody or whatever. But I never really listened to the words. I knew them by heart. But one day, those those words got down into me, and yeah. I, I believe that's when I really received the Lord. And I opened my eyes, and everyone was standing up and just praising God. And there was, there's, I, I've been all over the world, and I've stayed mm-hmm. in places, but it was nothing like singing in church. It wasn't. Right. <laughs> it's right. just a um, beautiful feeling when you know that God is using you and that you are really reaching people. Yeah. 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 You, re- you really have to find various ways to, to find solace nowadays, yeah, because yeah. You know, the church, yeah. like you said, is a business. It's mine. What it, what it's mine. That's what it's all about. You can't buy that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny that we transition from where you, I heard in the clip, it was like, oh, you know, music means you'll go to hell. Now it's like, hell is the music. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. Like, oh, my God. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I was a girl on my Facebook page yesterday. I play music, too. And um, I play old yeah. school. And um, so she, she said something about Dr. Bunny DeBarge, and I'm like, Dr. And she explained it. She said, you play healing music. And I was like, you know what? I do. Oh, that's that's so beautiful. That's it's music beautiful. that makes you feel good inside, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm not traditional. It's not like I always play church songs. I play worship songs in the morning, and I love that, too. You know, everything has its purpose. But I don't feel anymore that our songs were um, devil songs. That's a lie that the devil had told me. Right. Because, um, because we were singing about love, you know. Right. Now, I want to ask you yeah. a quick question and then play a clip. Um, and I saved the dark part for the last because I think that your answer is definitely going to touch people and it's going to save lives, especially young people who are in similar situations. And also being that so much of it is in the news right now, that I, too, agree with her, you, and this, this segment, your, your message I will be calling you doctor after this because I believe your answer has healing in it. So I definitely can attest to that. But um, so your mom got married when she was really young, and then you got married when you were really young. What, what do you attribute that to? Is it just love? Or? It's, it's something about repeating the cycle. Gotcha. Um, okay. Um, you know, how you raise. 
And um, I think I was just repeating the cycle that I was raised with, you know. Gotcha. Um, even in, in, in things, other things in my life, you know, of how throwing things up under the rug, um, I just letting them go. And that was like uh, something that I had to come out of. I had to actually, when I um, uh, was on drugs, and I have to actually stop. And, you know, they say God doesn't deal with you when you're there. Oh, yes, he does. He will follow you until you follow him. Believe me, if you have a relationship with God, God will follow you. He's married to you. And mm-hmm. I, God begins to deal with me and tell me how I put that in his place, mm-hmm. you know, and why I put it in his place. And so I had to go back with God and deal with all the things that I had threw up under the rug, you know, from my childhood and from, you know, everything that was going on. I had to deal with those things. And Mm -hmm. I was trying to deal with it with drugs, and it wasn't helping at all because all you might even to talk to mom or to talk to somebody, oh, you're just just high or you're just, you know. So I'm like, no, but I'm not saying anything. This, This is what I really feel. So I had to actually go come as I was to God on drugs. Okay, and yeah. actually talk to God, help me. And um, I started writing, and that's how I started writing. I started writing the book just for me um, to uncover the things that um, I had hidden and I needed to deal with. Right. You know? so, so I want you to pause right there because I actually, the next clip I'm going to play, it touches on that. And I want to spend the next few minutes. Um, I'm kind of ahead of you, huh? Yeah, yeah, you have to tell me your experience. And, 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 yeah, we're, we're in the last um, few minutes. I definitely want to touch on that because, like I said, I believe that the meat and the potatoes um, of this, this this interview. And then we're going to take a break and then open up the mic. So, guys, get ready to start pressing the number one right after the audio break. We're going to allow you to love on her as well. Um, but I wanted to ask you just some fun questions um, before we go dark, and that is a lot of people joke about ghostwriting, and you're known for writing. How do you feel about people who allow others to write for them? And did you take offense to it, or are you kind of neutral? No, I don't take offense to it. I think that anyway, you know, it goes. I, I just like to write from within, you know. Um, but I, and I think I sing my song better when I write okay. it, when it's right okay. for me, you know, yes. when I sing it, it's what I feel, I feel it better. Um, uh-huh. I had a couple of songwriters on my album and I just couldn't get into those songs as well as the ones that I wrote with them or wrote myself. Wow, so, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, whatever, some people, Whitney didn't write, but she, you know, she was able to you know, singing songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, real quick, there was a college scandal in the news uh, here recently, and I read in your bio, correct me if I'm wrong, but you dropped out of school, you know, to get married. Did you ever go back to school? And then is, is there an emphasis, if even if you didn't? Um, well, I dropped out of school to sing, actually, because I was singing at Madison Square Garden. I was going to um, places with my uncle where he would preach. He would take me with him. The first time I ever flew on a plane, and he he would go by these nightgowns, these beautiful gowns and stuff to just sing, and that would be the surprise that he brought with him. So I was like, why do I need to go to school? (laughs) How do you feel about 
school now? Do you encourage? I feel it's you got something. About, you got a lot of grandkids. Um, yes, and it's something up. that I really regretted. I really okay. regretted it. And it do was you push them that, and encourage them? Yes, I do. Yes, okay. I do. Gotcha. I encourage my children, and I also encourage my grandchildren to finish school. I mean, I felt bad. I didn't have to finish school because I started in music so early, yeah. and I didn't need it. But, yes, you do need it. You need it in this world. Did you right. think we need college, even though, like, now with the millennial sphere, the entrepreneurial spirit, you know, people can make money. Like, I, I was looking at the scandal, and the more I exegeted it, it was like, uh, huh. They spent five hundred thousand or a million dollars. Why didn't they just take that and invest it when these children were already heavily involved in their own careers? Like one of the daughters, she had like multiple sponsorships and she was like advocate for X Y Z and she was the face of all these different. You know, I, I really didn't understand why she needed college when she was so far advanced in her own, her personal life, right, you know. So right, right. I, I don't oh, get oh, the college. Like that. I don't get the college thing either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. But there, for those that need to go, you know, um, yeah, I believe in I believe in education. I believe in getting knowledge, you know. Yes. Um, I, I agree with you. That's I right. It. That's right. You need it for socialization. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. For those right. reasons, but <laughs> outside of that, nah, not so much. Now, this one, I want you to clench your pearls because this, I, I love it. I cried. <laughs> I will admit that. Uh, but it was, it's a beautiful story between you and your daughter, and I applaud it. And I want to play this because real quick I want to talk about this issue before we go and cut to an audio break. So here we go. My mom was upset with me one day. She wanted me to take her um, to get drugs, and um, she was very upset that I wouldn't take her. And um, I don't really know what happened. She just started fighting me. I don't know what to do. So I pulled over the car and got out. So she's just very angry. So she just started tearing up my car. And um, she just got out and walked off. Were you afraid she was going to die then? I'm always afraid. That she's going to die? Yeah. Yeah. I'm afraid for all of them. I love them all very, very much. Bunny, would you like to say anything about that episode? Do you, rem- do you remember it? Yeah. yeah. I just said I'm sorry. 
Um, I'm sorry for a lot of things. Um, I know that you love me, and um, I have to love myself. It's very hard for a person to love someone that doesn't love themselves. Mm-hmm. And Janae, did you know about all the abuse your mom went through? Yes. Can you understand how that has impacted her ability to feel okay about herself? Yes. You can imagine, right? I can imagine. Have you forgiven your mom? Yes. Does your mom know that? I think that she doesn't believe it. Well, let's see if we can get her to believe it. Why Why don't we tell her right now? I forgive you, Mom. I understand. I really do. I don't want you to hold yourself responsible for the past. I don't care about the past. I only care about your future. Don't blame yourself. I know what you went through, and I know it was hard. It was hard if you didn't know how to be, but you were the best mom that you could be. And I I still wouldn't want to have any other mom but you. Oh, that was hard. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. Um, okay. Well, I can so say you, I love myself today. <laughs> yeah. You um, you had to deal with uh, physical and sexual abuse starting at age. Was it about seven? If my research right. me correctly, like seven. What, right. what, what, how does that factor into how you saw yourself, and 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 especially, you know, the young years, and then into your music career? Well, it destined my life. Um, in my teen years, I, I didn't know how to say no. I thought that was the way it should go. And um, uh, it was secrets, secrets. You had to hide that secret. And loving my father still, you know, Um it was very hard. It was very, very hard. Um, and that's why I think after coming from church where I had church at first and I had God in my life and I was growing spiritually. I stunted my growth when I got out of church. And um, so looking for something to um, uh, to stop that pain or to get into pain, I took drugs. And uh, my children suffered from it. Um, I, I started as an early age being mama to my to my brothers. So um, I think I put my brothers before I put everybody. You know, and it took me years to even notice that I did that. You know, mm-hmm. um, and like I said, I had to start writing my book. And when I wrote my book. And I started uncovering all the things. God started showing me how dysfunctional I was. I, I, um, there's no psychiatrist like God. I, I, I said, I want to go to the one that made me. And I believe in him. If I'm going to believe in him, I'm going to believe in his word. And I just started studying God's word. And um, that's when I began to love myself and know that God loves me. I can, I can tell you the story about the, how, um, God, I looked in the mirror and how I told God, 
uh, I love I love my neighbor more than I love myself and and all that and and, and he was like how could you love your neighbor when you don't even love yourself right. and I just broke down and I cried because I didn't I loved everybody else but me I right. felt that loving them if I loved them they would love me but you have to love yourself first you have to come home and it caused it caused a lot in my marriage. It caused a lot in my relationship with my children, and um, it took me years. It took me yeah. years. So I want to ask you today. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm here today. <laughs> yeah, I want to ask you a few tough questions um, because it recently came out. Um, our Kelly's brother told the world that he um, and his brother had been molested by their sister, and mm-hmm. and so did your father only sexually or physically abuse you, or was it all of the kids? No, it was just me. And they had this lie that it was Bobby, and that's not true. And anybody that knew Bobby knew that Bobby would not. Bobby was the one that actually told for me. So he wouldn't believe me when it told for himself. You know, it right. was just me. And, and I, I don't know who else, but in my family, <laughs> it was just me. But right. um, I, I want to ask that's a demon spirit. And I, I believe that 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 can even be um, generational. I really do. I do. Yeah, that's a whole nother topic. I I grew up sort of like, I mean, I've never been touched or anything like that, so I I definitely applaud you that you didn't turn into the, and I don't mean to put this on this person. Oh, I've heard all the the things I could turn into, believe me. Okay, yes. Yeah, I heard her. Oh, she's going to be this, and she's going to be that, and she's going to be a lesbian, she's going to like men, or she's going to be a hoe. I went through a lot, you know, growing up, but none of that, but God, but God. I mean, there are many people that do, that even have children by their fathers. Yeah, our Kelly didn't know how to deal with it, and I think that that's probably why, or he turned it inward and then turned into whatever. I understand that. I really do. I really do. How did you feel? It wasn't, you couldn't talk about that stuff back then, you know what I'm saying? Um, We were, you know, going to psychiatrists and getting on TV shows and telling or whatever you had told us, and I don't think that I'm the only one that that's happened to, and I don't think that I think that it's, it's relevant today, you know, um, happening today. Right. How did you yeah. feel when, because um, a lot of the guys who I talked to when I told them you were going to be on the show, they were like, oh, my God, I had the biggest crush on her. I knew that when I was coming up, um, because my father was in that, and dealt, he had a harem of women, you know, working for him. So um, it was very difficult for me. It took me entering beauty pageants to feel, to, to feel, to elevate my self-esteem. So when people would give me compliments, I'd be like, no, nah, you're not talking about me. And I would shift the energy and I would change the subject. Now, being that you had a global presence and people were in love with you and, and men had crushes, how did you receive being called pretty or feeling like flesh sometimes, seeing that you had been abused? I never felt I was ugly, but okay. I think what I did was I hid my beauty. I think that I hid my shine. I always knew that I was pretty inside and out. I think okay. I always knew that, but I felt that I had to hide it in order to have friends. You understand what I'm saying? 
I get it. Yeah, I get and it. I have to put myself behind it. I don't shine too much. Don't, you know, um, or you will have a fear. They're going to talk about you or they're going to be jealous of you. So I think the bars, that, that, that was our whole thing. Um, even the, my brothers, okay, as well. So I didn't really know about the pictures on the wall <laughs> and yeah. what was going on. I think I got to know that when my children were going to school and um, uh, my sister actually mm-hmm. was saying, you know, I have to follow behind you and what you've done, you know. Yeah. <laughs> why, why is your street a yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is you? And I'm like, what? Yeah. You know, and every boyfriend I get yeah. says, oh, I had her picture on my wall. And all. I'm like, I didn't realize that they went through that, and I didn't really realize that it was going on because when we were going on the road, I'm going to tell you, the girls hated me, and I'm their sister, okay? They were like, oh, I would get all kinds of stuff saying, you know, move out the way. I want to see your brother and you know, all that. So I wanted to be a brother. I really did. <laughs> and you <laughs> tell my brothers, really, <laughs> they really showed me yeah. um, how special it was that I was a sister. And I, gotcha. and I was like, oh, okay. You know, yeah. but I felt that they had such a love for one another, and I had no one because my sister is like 15 years younger than me. And I wasn't really raised with my half-sisters. So, but I'm very close to them now. In fact, I want to give a shout-out to the DeBarge girls if they're out there with strength. (laughs) (laughs) And real quick, um, because this is the last question, I promise, um, and then we're going to take a quick audio break. We're going to jam to some Tupac or some Blackstreet, and and I will open up the line. Uh, But um, I wanted to ask you real quick, Wendy Williams is going through a problem. She says that drug addiction never goes away. It's or it sort of becomes something that uh, I guess can be compared to a lifestyle. How? What do you want to say to people who are battling with drug addiction, or to Wendy Williams because she is in a situation, and my heart goes out to her at this oh, very yeah. moment. Yes, yes. I put something on my Facebook page yesterday. Um, you know, even though Wendy Williams has his dog and other people, you know, talked about or whatever, still she's a child of God. And, and, and what she's going through, I've been through, and I know if he's done it for me, he can do it for her. And, yes, it is something that the world wants to tell you that it's a disease or whatever, but you know what? You weren't born that way, but that's mm-hmm. not who you are. And that's how I believe. So when I would go to the things and they would say, hi, I'm, hi, I'm so-and-so and I'm an addict, I wouldn't do that, okay? Because I would say, oh, I'm a recovery addict or whatever. I don't I don't want to say that, that that's not me. That's something that I became, okay? okay. And it's not, not who I am today. Um, and it's not, you know, who I'm going to be. So, you know, I feel that it's something that we do need to be living from. And when you're coming from somewhere, you have to have somewhere to go. And mine was my higher power, you know, my heavenly Mm -hmm. father. And I knew that I had to run for that as much as I had to run for that drug. I had to need that as much. And I just, God helped me. That's all I can say. God is, is, I I can give him all the glory. Um, But if I wanted to, to go back, oh, yeah. You know, and, and, and I've, I've gotten a many times with that. Believe me, I have. Um, but I learned each time I went back 
what it was. You know, mm-hmm. I faced each each problem, what it was that right. was doing it. You know, right. so I shouldn't be here today, and I know that. You know? Right. Well, I definitely want to thank you. We need it. Oh, my gosh, we need it. <laughs> we made it through the hour. Yes. Thank you so much for your, um, your, like I said, your honesty. I appreciate that, and I love you, and I hope and pray that this is the beginning of a new relationship because I'm going to do everything that I can to attract more attention, you know, to your GoFundMe so that we can get yeah. the biopic made, yeah, and, and, yeah, inspire and save lives. As much as yeah, we want the real story told, and it's to be by a family member. I'm the okay. oldest in the family, and I can start from day one all the way down to all of them. I changed their butts to stuff for Bobby. I know them all, and then I think that I will be the fair one to bring everyone in. Yeah. And, and try to get this. It will be such healing for my family as well. Right. You know? Well, in, in honor of what you just said, I ain't mad at you. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Now we was once two brothers of the same kind Quick to approach a ghetto cutie with the same line You was just a little smaller but you still rolled Got stretched to YA, hit the hood swole Remember when you had a Jerry Curl, never quite learned Drinking 90 proof on the roof, tripping off Sherm Collect calls to the tilt, singing how you changed But you were pushing them now, no more dope games I just got the phone call, heard you got bail Wanna go to the mosque, no time for females I'm losing touch with my homie, he's a changed man He hit the pen and now no sinning is the game plan When I say I'm living large, all you see is the struggle When I say I'm still thugging, all you see is the trouble Congratulations on the wedding I hope your wife know She got a player for life And everybody mission I know we grew apart You probably don't remember I used to be with a sister But never did get with her And I can see us after school We bombed on the first player Haters put the wrong set on Now the whole thing changed Cause we don't even kick it Got a big money scheme And you ain't even with it Knew in my heart you was the same Young brother that When it's time for go Go toe to toe And watch your brother's back I can't even lie I ain't laughing at you, you trying hard to maintain, but go ahead, cause I ain't mad at you. Yeah, I'll stop it there. I know people go to YouTube or, yeah, go to Tupac. <laughs> like that to hear the rest of the song. Because that's probably how the younger generation will know us. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, so I, I, gosh, I got so many questions for you. We're definitely going to have to do a part two, but I won't cheat. I will uh, open up the lines. I appreciate you so much. You don't understand. Um, we got about 40 more minutes of the show, so I'm going to open up as many lines. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. But possibly can't. There are probably, I don't know, 10, 15 people who have to one. So I'm going to try and get through as many, many calls oh, as God. possibly can. Um, <laughs> okay. Guys, we're going to keep it to one or two questions. I apologize that I overextended my self. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to start with 818 Six one three eight one eight six one three. Since he was the first in the building, and also the first to raise his hand. Welcome to the show. How are you? What's up, Valerie? What's up, Valerie? How you doing, Bonnie? Bonnie. Hi. How are you? How are you? Hey, look, I'm so delighted. I'm, okay. I'm a fan. I I am such a fan. Okay. Um, it just it's just amazing, like how many people have sampled their song, like. We just heard Tupac, Black Street, but you gotta wow. give you credit. You gotta you, you gotta pay homage to where it all originated from, and it was you, baby. It was you. So so in order for somebody to sample it, they must first like it and be fans. And I heard you say, man, you thankful that you blessed that you all had an anointing on the music because you're right. Um, we still listen to that to this day because it's real music. A lot of people don't write with yeah. emotion no more. Um, you wrote with pure emotion. And so one thing about the music industry is this. When you write and you don't write with emotion, your music will not be felt. It will not go globally. It won't last. It won't have longevity. But anything that's written with emotion will have longevity. And we're seeing it right now with the music that you have put out here. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So um, I'm a fan. thank you. Look, keep Keep doing what you're doing, whatever I can do to help your movement. Let's get it. Let's get the bio picked out, all that good stuff that come with it. But you keep doing your thing. Well, they have a biopic coming out in June, and I'm not in agreement with it because they didn't get in touch with any other family. So that's the reason Um, I'm here. I'm doing interviews. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. It's going to be on Bobby and TV One, and they did it very cheaply. And we don't want to pay the money for the major project that the Bard's story is, okay? So. Okay. So, Valerie, Valerie, here as well. Va- <laughs> Valerie what, what, what can we do to, to assist this situation? I'm quite sure you um got something up your sleeve, um, but we'll, we'll get together behind the scenes. But let's go ahead and help the situation. I'm a fan first, and um, I grew up on that, and, it's a, man, man, like you say, The Last Dragon, that was one of the movies I grew up on. So, oh, yeah. like I said, I'm a, I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan before I'm anything. Bruce Leroy, Shonuff, all well, that, the music, you. the soundtrack. No, I'm, I'm talking about so so whatever I, we can do over here, you know what I'm saying? You got my full support, Kilo the Great. Let's get it. Thank you. Thanks for your support. Thanks for your support. But I'm a GoFundMe that's trying to get it into a script. I'm trying to get it, you know, the second book out. There's one book out now, and um, that's the beginning years. And the second book is the fame years and the drug problems and the, all the way up to Bobby's death. And it's the real story told by me. Okay. Right. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, so we want to get that out, and we want them to do the right thing about the bars. A lot of terrible things have been done because we haven't done anything about it. But um, I'm standing up today, brother. I'm standing right. up. Definitely that. Indeed. Here. Indeed. Thank you, uh, Philo, for, for that comment. And, yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. 
on the other side, because uh, we, I definitely want to help, and I appreciate you saying she'd like to help as well. Teamwork makes the dream work. Yes, yes, yes. I think this is a familiar number, 858-322. 858-322. Is this Ali? And then I'm going yes, to Michael Gay. I think I see Michael Gay on the board. Hi, Ali. How yes. are you? I'm doing great, Valerie. And <clears throat> it seems that uh, I keep following Bunny. I was just on the show with her Sunday at Michael Gay's show. And now I'm oh, over okay. here at Valerie Denise Jones' show. I got I got Bunny again. And then I'm going to meet Bunny again over at Tweed Cadillac show on Thursday. So we oh, just okay. Bunny debarged okay. out. <laughs> You know, and uh, you know, I you know, I'm just happy to hear her. Like I said to her on Sunday, I'm happy that she's still alive through all of it. That she stood yes, up, and yes. the, the Most High, the Most High God has carried her, and has keep carrying her this far. He's gonna continue yes. to do so, you know. Yes, and um, yes. you know, like I said, you know, uh, you know, I know, I know James, I know L, you know, through some of the people out in North Hollywood and. You know, some of the music okay. people, some of the singers and stuff. And, you know, I, like I said, I'm friends with Mama D, Mama DeBarge on Facebook. So I've been her friend okay. for like about, about, eight, <laughs> about eight years, about eight years now, you know. So we, you know, so I'm in support. And I know the most high is going to bring up Ali. It's Ali. Ali, hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, named so, after Muhammad Ali, uh, Mr. Barge. Yeah. He's named after the great. Muhammad Ali. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, basically, I know the Most High gonna bring us together too, Bunny, and I just gonna let him do that at his time and his will. But you just remember to keep going and keep singing for the Lord. Yes. Yes. That's what I'm here for. I'm telling you, I just got out of the hospital about a month ago. Devil tried to take my voice. I said, Nope. I know too much about him. I know too much about him. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much Thank you, Ali, um, for for support I appreciate that And thank you for joining us today Yeah, I love uh, his hugs He gives cyber hugs on Facebook So I appreciate Ali for that alone Outside of everything else But that's the biggest thing He's, he's yeah, an essential cyber <laughs> hugger <laughs> Thank you, thank you, Ali, Ali, Ali on Facebook. Six seven eight six nine eight. I think this is. I don't know. I won't guess. Six seven eight six nine eight. What's your name? Six, Hello, seven, eight, Valerie. Six, How eight. you doing? Hey, Hello. Hey, that's Pastor Bunny DeBarge. <laughs> Hi. You got some Pastor. Hey, buddy. How you doing? I'm good. good. How are you? Today. Pretty good. I'm sorry. I got yeah, some noise in the background, but I was listening and I just was. Saying that I I was just really enjoying uh, enjoying the uh, the interview, uh, just amazing and yeah the GoFundMe page definitely going to try to keep pushing that out there uh, and like to really hear the true story compared to the one right, that's coming right. out. Thank you for your yeah. support. Thanks really so much. Yeah. God bless you. <laughs> I want to definitely partner with uh, Michael because yes, yeah, uh, I owe it to Michael. He's the reason. Yeah, I had the intro. And I thank you, Michael, um, on air. I want to say thank you for this intro. And like I said, I pray to God. It's the beginning of a very beautiful relationship. So as much as we can do, uh, me, you, Joe, and everybody else, um, to push this and and bring awareness and attention to this, yeah, it's going to be great. I'm really, really excited. So I believe that God is preparing hearts. I really do. 
All I can do is be honest. All I can do is say, hey, come and support. As if the virus has been anything to you, I mean, our, our people are in church now, our fans and stuff, and we have a lot of people that are praying for us. You know, um, believe with me. Believe with me that the real story will get out there and that it will save lives, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, our mess will be a message. Amen. It really will. Yes. There's a redemption in our story. It really is. Right. Now, Michael, you mentioned your background is a tad bit noisy. Um, was that your comment or question? Did I cut you off? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I got out of the noise. Um, uh, Bunny, I saw where you posted a picture of your daughter, and I think mm-hmm. the other photo was, Was this a, is this a, a nephew or? Bobby. Uh, Bobby. Okay. Uh, can you uh, elaborate on that? Because you had put something there that that, that could be you your daughter playing you and little Bobby playing yes. Bobby. Can exactly. you go into that? Because, they, because they, I mean, generation. she looks like you and he looks like him. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. And she can be, believe me, <laughs> she can be your mother. But um, I believe that the second generation, that's why I said this would be much true for my family, um, the second generation who looks up to us and is waiting for us, and we have kind of let them down because we haven't come together, that this movie um, will bring us all together. We can use our own families, you know, that look like us, that sing like us. Um, you know, I know that, you know, that people want to get other people involved and stuff like that because you don't have, I don't have the money myself. I wish I had the money myself to do out this whole thing with me. I could produce a movie. But anyway, <laughs> um, I, I wanted to get out there that the second generation is so talented. And they just have gone through what mess that demolish has made out there um, and not have been able to cut through the industry. It has nothing to do with their talent. And I want to be able to be an instrument into making that happen. Um, because when I died, his last album was it's not over. And I know exactly what he meant by that. So um, I'm trying to be the first one to get up and just um, uh, push forward, you know, and, and stop letting people take advantage of the bars and um, get everything back to them. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Thank you, um, Michael. Um, I'll keep your mic open. I'll keep everybody's mic open um, in case they want to love on. I'm going to take about maybe two or three more calls. we got about 30 more minutes before we wrap today's show. Um, two five four seven two three two five four seven two three. Your mic is live. What's your name and comment? Hey Val, this is Stan. How are you? Hey, yeah, this is retired officer Stan. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, I've yes, served uh, twenty plus I, years I'm, in the Texas area as a police officer. Okay. Welcome. Yeah, in, in the interest hi. of time, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> hi, hi, buddy. I'm going to be very brief. I don't have a question. I was one of those guys whose your picture was on the wall that had a crush on you. But after hearing your story today, and I haven't Googled the picture or anything, but in hearing you today, I am so proud of you. I went from having a crush on the picture to falling in love with the woman. I admire you on your journey. Oh, my God. Welcome back. And remember, there's only three types of people in this world. Those that have been caught, those that are caught up, and those that haven't been caught yet. And I am so proud That's of you. Right. 
And anything I can do to Thank help you, you so much. just put your GoFundMe <laughs> on my webpage or anything I can do to help you. You know, Val knows how to get a hold of me, and she can pass on to you whatever I can do to help you, I will. Thank you, Val. Thank you. Yeah, I think that would be okay. a great idea um, to put that on, on the various web pages, to put the, the link to the GoFundMe. I think as many places as we could post it would be great. Okay. Um, what is the ultimate goal? I, I, um, I Well, my ultimate goal was, you know, I, I really don't like asking people for money, but um, someone has suggested to me, well, you have fans out there, and, you know, it's been about 52 people that have come, but... Um, I keep saying that, you know, you, you guys, if you guys have anything in your life, a lot of people come and tell me, well, I had babies off of your songs, and, and your songs got me through a very hard time or whatever. It's a dollar, and I have 5,000 people on one page, 5,000 people on another page, but sometimes black people don't help one another. They don't support one another. But whatever, I just believe God that it's going to happen. Anyway, but my goal was just four thousand dollars just to get the story because my first book wasn't edited um, properly. I never wrote a book before, that's why it was so huge, and they suggested that I put it into two books. But um, so what I did was um, I, I got discouraged, and I wasn't going to even put the second the second book out. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after I saw the biopic, I read the script to the biopic. I said, you know what? Uh-uh. I'm I'm, I'm going to fight. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to fight for the real story. So I went on and did, did a GoFundMe for just $4,000 just to get the book over, um, to get my um, manuscripts over to a ghostwriter and to be edited right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I went and read, like, uh, the stuff, oh, the book wasn't edited right and all this stuff. You know how you people talk about me like that. So I didn't have the money to do it, and I was doing self-publishing or whatever, but um, now um, I want to get it to an editor, and then I want to get it in a script um, where I can shock it. So I asked for 4000 but if it goes for 4000 I've already got a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um so God is expecting me. People are coming, and they're saying, you know, what help do you need? And um, all i got to do is stand firm. All i got to do is stand tall and believe in my God. And right. I believe God. I believe this is our day. I really do. I believe right. this is our day. <laughs> Amen. Definitely. Well, we're going to touch and believe that we can raise that money. Now. Yes. We can raise that money yes. to get started. <laughs> um, let's see. 757 What's your name? Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. I, this, hi, Bonnie. This is your sister Sherry from Virginia Beach, Virginia. And I just okay. want to know. I want to let you know that I got the book today. Great, 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 great. <laughs> I hope you enjoy. I will. I will. And I showed Thank Mom, you. and she was so happy. And we love you so much. Thank you. Love you, too. Yeah, go on at this time. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. Um, go on at this time and tell us how we can um, get your book. <laughs> okay, you can go. You can get it on Amazon, or you can come straight to me. You can come straight to me um, with, uh, um, go to my PayPal, Bonnie DeBarge, at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. 
and leave your address. It has a place where you leave your address, and you get an autograph copy straight from me. I'll mail it to you and everything. So that's one way, or you can get it on Amazon, and I think they have it in the ebook as well. Um, yeah. So I'm just now doing my website again. I have to put a website up again, and uh, once I do that, you can go to, straight to the website and get it. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, caller, for bringing that up. What's your name? 757 Sherry. Sherry, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, Sherry's a Facebook friend. She's, she's, she's faithful. Thanks, Sherry. <laughs> thank you, Bonnie. Applause out to Sherry. <laughs> All righty. 916 370 9136 Uh, Hello. Uh, I wanted to say to Bonnie that um, as I listen to her her story, it's it's amazing that that you've been able to keep your your sanity because of the cruelty you've you've experienced. And I I wanted to say that um, uh, Valerie knows who I am, and I'm always looking to help people. Uh, we, we specialize in something. I'll let her tell you about it. But I just wanted to say that it's it's really amazing that you survived the cruelty you went through. So I really wish you well. Thank you. I believe that I'm here for you today. <laughs> it's not even about me anymore. It's about you. It's about being an encouragement to others and showing others how I got through. If I can do it, you can do it. And I've been through a lot. I haven't even talked about everything. But um, I'm glad I'm here, but I know why I'm here. I know my destiny now. I know who I am, and I love me today very much. I love me, and I love on you. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Uh, Mr. Davis sells um, cheesecakes. He's got phenomenal, phenomenal cheesecakes. He's out wow. in the Bay Area, <laughs> the California area. What part of California are you in? Again, um, I, I say Bay Area, but then I get nervous because I know you guys are very territorial um, in, well, in California. Well, I'm actually... Well, I'm actually I'm actually from Sacramento, the capital, and uh, as far as territorial, I got love for whoever has love for us. It doesn't matter what part of California or anything. Yeah. I got relatives people all over California. Me, though, when I mess yeah. it up, especially Philo. He... <laughs> yeah, people. I love some of that cheesecake. I love cheesecake. <laughs> oh, there you go. We're well, I know, I know Valerie. Valerie will get you the information, and I'll make sure I get you one, Bunny, because you you really are an okay. inspiration that you're still here. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so we are really at the um the end of the show. Um, so Bunny, what do you want to um? Do you have anything you'd like to say? Anything that hasn't been said? Um, something that will give us like a an awesome sound bite um to kind of wrap up today's show. You and Bill the Cathedral. Great and small, you may build a skyscraper, grand and tall. But only what you do for Christ will last. That's what I have to say. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. I appreciate you. And I won't make you, I told you, it was on my heart. <laughs> 
to have you bless us with a, a prayer uh, to close us out. But, uh, yes, you, you know, I'll ask you at this time. I'll extend it. If not, then, you know, we'll all just pray. <laughs> okay, well, you put me in a spot and somebody tells you to pray for me something precious. You know, I don't take that very lightly. So, um, yes, I'll pray. Father God, we just thank you right now, Lord, for the opportunity on this show. We thank you for Valerie for having me on this show. We thank you for all the people that have listened in. We hope that yokes have been broken and lives have been lifted. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, thank you so much. Wow. Yes, 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 yes. So, um, yeah, we are at the end of the show. We are prepping. We've got a second show tonight, impromptu show um, tonight that we're doing at 7 o'clock on the same channel. I'm letting everybody know. Um, I just posted it on, on social media. But, yeah, we're going to talk about the fact that uh, Jesse Smollett was cleared of all charges. All charges. Okay. Um, so the police, uh, the Chicago police supposedly are, you know, are upset about that. So we're going to talk and, and find to sort of a, a legal analysis of the whole thing. Um, and we have a, a civil rights attorney who's going to join us on Friday. I okay. am drawing a blank um, as it relates to his name. but So we're pressing for that. His name is Lee Merrick. Oh, another good show, huh? Yeah, <laughs> Lee Merrick. I want to introduce you uh, to Joshua Brown. He told me to give you a shout-out. But he had a date. Oh, great. <laughs> he a date. He's on a date, actually. He said, um, I had one of two choices. Either he could step in for five seconds now or he could uh, do the breakdown at 7 o'clock. Um, oh. so I told him I would make sure that the two of you meet because he was really yeah. excited about saying hello to you. I'd love to meet him, so, yes. Yeah, we'll okay. do that and, and see okay. what we can do. Uh, but, yeah, so let's go on uh, before I go around the board and get everybody's contact information. If you could give us um, your contact information, ways that we can reach you, and, again, let's go on and repeat the GoFundMe information as well as the links to the books because I'm definitely going to order my copy of the book. Okay. I want to do that because I want an autographed copy to put it okay. in, in my collection. Yes. It's um, Bunny DeBarge. It's on PayPal. BunnyBarge at gmail.com. That's for the book. And just leave your address, and it's $25. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And I will get an autograph copy out to you. All right. And the GoFundMe is actually getting the real story out. That's what it's called, Bunny. And it's under Bunny Barge Night. Night with okay. a day. Mm-hmm. All right, and what about your Facebook page? Because you spend a lot of time on My that. My Facebook, Facebook page is Bunny. I work off of Bunny DeBarge Night. Ah. But there, there's a Bunny DeBarge group, and then there's a Bunny DeBarge music page and all that. All right. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you.